Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Hello, Olivia. How are you this fine day? I'm all right, actually. Are you? As it goes. As it goes. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Feeling... Feeling good about this week, actually. Feeling getting quite a lot of love on the poddy. Uh, it's, it's a nice time. I feel like we're creating something fun. Ep four basically <laughs> means that we've been going for a month. <laughs> Shit. And that's and that's maths. That's <laughs> well, as you know from that top I used to wear when we first met, math sucks. So not this maths. Not this math. This maths I like. I can yeah. agree with these numbers. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's been an all right week. We've got an exciting weekend coming up. I mean, what are you, uh, what are you longing for this week? Well, I think probably like you say, I am longing and living for the weekend. Like hard five. Yeah. As we mentioned, um, last week, we clearly have no lives because we've been talking about this weekend for what feels like <laughs> the whole of the podcast for the past month. I would say the whole of 2019. Yeah. So far. So we're going down to see our friends in London. We're very excited. We don't get out much. So it's, it's a big, it's a big deal for us. So I would say that we are longing and living for that. And also, as we mentioned, um, previously, on I think ep three, we have got some merch. Have we got merch? We are in the merch. <laughs> we're flush with merch. So we've got um we've had stickers printed and so we're gonna be um handing those out yep. um over the weekend. Coming to a lamppost near you. Yep. And um, we also got two mugs, which we'll um we'll put those up on social because yeah, I have to say Lucy designed them and I think it's your best work. Well I am from near the potteries so bound to make a good mug oh is that stoke stoke is the pottery yeah i'm not from there but that's where my family house is that's where um emma bridgewater yes exactly yeah her factory is in stoke yeah and there's loads of pottery bits and it's great thus endeth my pottery knowledge but i was quite impressed that i knew that yeah and the mugs the mugs are great we will put up a pic and you will love them because you have to so we're going to be putting this episode out i think it's going to be the day before valentine's day yeah, it'll be the 13th of Feb. Yeah, the 13th of Feb. So we thought we can't let this go out without giving some kind of nod to the day itself. Whether you love it or you hate it, you can't deny that it's going to happen. So Lucy, <laughs> how do you feel about Valentine's Day? I am, <laughs> would you believe it, a Valentine's Day cynic. Um, I don't, I just don't, don't really, <laughs> don't agree with it. I think that... It's all fine and well, but I don't really buy into the whole getting like a specific present or something like that for your loved one or whatever. The only thing that me and my girlfriend used to do on Valentine's Day was take advantage, or around the Valentine's season, take advantage of a dine-in for two for £15 or whatever it was at m and I love that two-can-dine yeah. thing. Two-can-dine, a nice like scallop in a breaded sh- shell. <laughs> yeah, nothing says luxury like one of those scallops in a shell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, I think I think it was it was two for twenty quid because then that you got was it, 20. you, you got, you bottle got the of bottle of wine and you got chocolates when it was yeah Valentine's the chocolates Day. yeah but we'd always get like a bottle we'd always get like the funniest bottle of like sparkling pink carver yeah, or whatever yeah cute. but PSA mm. you don't have to be in a relationship to take advantage of the two for twenty pound offer oh god no you can absolutely just well, take you can, be in, you can be in any form of relationship or even with yourself yeah you can absolutely just take yourself to M and S 
wherever your closest M&S food is and just take advantage of that sweet, sweet offer because that includes wine and chocolate. So you're saving money, ba- it pays for itself essentially. Yeah, it is It is a good It is a good offer and that's what, that's the only thing I used to do for val- Valley Day. Um, but um, yeah, now, well, the, the the thing we're going to on the weekend is, is Galentine's, isn't it? So it's, you know, all about pals and girls loving each other. So Am I your Galentine this year? You are my Galentine this year. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah. Get the train down together, maybe share a little tin of rosé <laughs> <laughs> i would never drink a tin of rosé maybe we should to be festive yeah i'll get a, i'll get a train tinny love a train tinny yeah yeah <laughs> half nine in the morning absolutely <laughs> so yeah what about you what do you think about valentine's day what is what what are your experiences of it well um are you a fan well i've been in relationships with people who kind of go for it more and people who who really don't like it right yeah i think for me it's always been less about romantic love and I think that that comes from um growing up in Canada Mm -hmm. so when I was younger so I was born in Canada and um, lived there the first few years of my life but my mum lived there for ages and my dad's Canadian so quite a lot of that culture is sort of seeped in even though I wasn't really there for that long and one of the things that they really um were quite hype about is Valentine's Day or was Valentine's Day so I always remember my mum, my mum gave me this like brooch and it was kind of like, it was like a little plastic, um, like man made out of a heart and he had like a top hat and some little shoes on it's like dangly <laughs> and I would like attach it to my t-shirt on the day and it was like a little like love oh man and then my <laughs> mum used to help me make every year um heart-shaped shortbread with like icing and like heart that sprinkles adorable on. I know and I would have it right everyone's just gonna turn off because they're gonna be like why are you the worst but I used to have like this like heart shape I have like a basket with valentine's day heart napkins like lining in the inside where all of my shortbreads would be nestled and then i'd hand out the heart-shaped shortbreads to everyone in my class jesus christ so that, that is very like um canadian north american the canadian style because like at my american school we used to have like candy cane grams like they do mean girls yeah so that's like i valentine's day was actually quite fun like back in the day because it would always be like who's gonna get what candy gram from which daniel in the year that's it, like, it. Five daniels it was, fancy, it, it's, so. more, it's more just about yeah. the the fun of it and the whole class yeah and that I do, sort of I, do, I did like that but i guess my actual experience of it is when i've when i've been in a relationship has just been like uh don't really care about Valentine's Day, but here's a nice steak. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. But that's probably where I come down on it. I'm not about to get a Michael Kors bag this year. Sorry. <laughs> um, but speaking of Valentine's Day and um, romantic couples, um, I found a quiz for us to do. Romance. Lucy, a quiz. I found a quiz. A romance quiz. It is a romance quiz. Well, we are basically girlfriends now, podcast girlfriends. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is this is our shared beautiful baby. It is. So um, this quiz is called Which Fictional Lesbian Couple Are You and Your Significant Other? Uh, so we're going to do this quiz together. Okay. And um, it's going to determine what famous lesbian couple we are. Oh my God. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. You down for I'm this down. quiz? I'm down. Fingers crossed for Xena and Gabrielle. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> but who would be Zena and who'd be Gabrielle? Oh, I don't know, actually. Okay, well, we'll yeah, just... Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll let the quiz decide. <laughs> the quiz. I don't think let, it'll be that specific. Let BuzzFeed but, decide. Um, yeah, it is a BuzzFeed quiz, full disclosure. We'll put it in the um, in the show notes if you want to do it yourself. Yeah. So the first question, Lucy. Mm. How did you two meet? Mm. So first of all, how did we actually meet? So we met at uni. Um, do you remember meeting me for the first time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
Tell me what your memory of it is. My memory is um, that we met, um, I was doing philosophy and you were doing English Lit and you had a module that you did in philosophy of philosophy the philosophy of art and literature which I was also doing so far so correct right yes and your one of your flatmates from first year was a friend of mine on philosophy course and so when you came along to that lecture you you know went went to sit with her because you knew her Mm. and then I was also sat there and then we met but I don't actually remember engaging with you that much because I didn't engage with anyone very much so how did we how did this what, happened. what happened was so that that happened for a few weeks yeah. I mean, we were introduced but we didn't really talk no and then um a couple of weeks sort of fast forward and then we both realized that we were both walking back to our halls which was yes. in the same sort of campus Sorry. yes i do remember so that we now had, it probably takes about 25 minutes doesn't yeah, it to walk, quite, quite to walk back so we had like half an hour where we, all of a sudden we were thrown together and yeah. our, the other friend the mutual friend was for some reason not coming yeah I do remember that and all of a sudden we were like oh god we have to walk home together well I wasn't like that because uh, I, well I was I didn't have any social anxiety around I'm it, like that but... now even just coming to your house <laughs> um, oh god not her again so yeah so so we, we walked home together and then we um, we sort of did bond- some bonding yeah did a, a little bit more bonding after that so um, so for how did you two meet? Okay. The um, options are you'd never be able to guess. <laughs> Our friends set us up. It's complicated. I mean, it is. Oh, it is complicated. We were best friends. We yeah, were but that's co- not how you meet. You don't just meet because you're best friends. Yeah, because yeah. Oh, anyway. I, so I guess if you then become a couple yeah. from being a best friend. Yes, we were co-workers at a coffee house, at a bar or party, or at school. So I guess for us, we'll it would go be for school. At school. Yeah. What's your favorite date night spot? So mm. this is what we would want to do the most you ready okay i'm ready so there's the movies Mm, we love a movie there is a paint your own type place what does that mean that's like going to the emma bridgewater and painting your own mug emma bridgewater (laughs) shout out two times in a row so it's like it's like doing i've never done that where you go and like you go and you there's like a mug or a plate or whatever and you paint yourself and then it gets glazed it's like the best thing ever have you ever like is that like a thing that people do on dates specifically? I don't think on dates specifically. I've I've done it with family members and it's been a very nice time. I did it when I was like seven at a garden right, centre. Okay, well I did it when I was like twenty seven. <laughs> so All I'm right. sorry. Okay, right, right. next. <laughs> so paint your own thing. Stargazing. Not be that one then, is it? <laughs> the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. A oh. sports event. <laughs> a karaoke bar. Oh. Our favourite restaurant, a museum or gallery or the theatre. So where are we most likely to have our favourite date? I think for us, the options should be either the movies or a karaoke bar. What do you think? I think a karaoke bar. Yes. That's basically Dempsey's. Yeah. So choose a celebrity couple. So there's Sarah Gilbert and Linda Perry. Sarah Gilbert's that one that was in Roseanne who played the lesbian child. Right, okay. Samira Wiley and Lauren Morelli off of Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi, a very riche couple. Um, (laughs) Wanda and Alex Sykes, Mm -hmm. um, the comedian uh, Wanda Sykes. Gillian Michaels and Heidi Rhodes. Who are they? I have no idea. Okay, well, not them. Not them. Carrie Brownstein and Annie Clark. Oh, well, hello. Ruby Rose and Phoebe Dahl. Jodie Foster and Alexandra Hedison. And Shelley Wright and Lauren Blitzer. I don't know who they are either. either. So who are we? I don't know. Who do you think? Well, I know who I want to be. Well, we want to be Carrie. We want to be Carrie and Annie, Annie. don't we? So let's just choose that because that's our favourite one. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, Although (laughs) RIP that relationship, but I think they're still friends, which is cute. And also, news story from a few weeks ago, it looks like St. Vincent is producing the new Slater King album. Yes, which is going to be amazing. I know. Right, the next question. 
Which quality do you value most in a partner? Mm. So there is. So it was what you what we value in each other. So <laughs> sense of adventure. Yeah. Sense of humour. Mm. GSOH. Family oriented. Mm. Intelligence. Mm. Ambition. Mm. Street smarts. <laughs> bravery, kindness or loyalty. Ooh, I'd probably go for, in our partnership, probably sense of humour. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now here's the big question. <laughs> this when, is really gonna either when, sink or swim. <laughs> when did you know I was the one? Oh right, well. Okay, so don't look. Okay, don't look. So the questions are the answers are rather. I still don't know. Oh shit. After the first few dates, they knew before I did. Ooh. It took a while. When we almost broke up, when we got back together, when they sang to me. <laughs> At first sight, or pleads the fifth. <laughs> I think, for me, it's they know before I did. Oh, really? <laughs> or <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> I think it took a while. Yeah, we'll go for it took a while. Slow burn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where would you go on Ooh. vacation with your significant other? I know. So, somewhere tropical, mm. and then it just says Ireland. <laughs> Paris, Romania, London, backpacking through Europe, New York City, a staycation, or we won't be leaving our hotel room much. Oh, God. Right. I think it's got to be either New York or um, somewhere tropical, because we've already talked about how with our first hashtag spawn, we're going to go to the Maldives. Oh, yeah. I think for <laughs> us, it has to be tropical because yeah. of the Maldives yeah. dream. Yeah. Um, the Maldives, as the Americans call it. What's your favourite love song? Ooh. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Mm. And then Love Song by The Cure. Mm-hmm. Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Tegan and Sarah, Closer. <gasps> Bleeding Love, Leona Lewis. <gasps> we Found Love, Rihanna. Mm. I Love You Always, Forever, Donna Lewis. Truly Madly Deeply, Ooh. Savage Garden. Or Stolen by Dashboard oh, Confessional. Uh, ooh, for us, which one is ours? Probably We Found Love, because that's like what we used to dance to in um, Dempsey's or Dashboard. I think Dashboard because we I always think, used to sing. I think Dashboard because I think I think we found love is more our friend than us. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ah! Oh my god! The results are in. The Olivia, re- who are we? And who are we? Okay. Well, <laughs> first of all, who are we? So we got Alice and Dana. Which is really apropos yes! after our um L Word special that yeah. we did last week. So it says you two truly bring out the best in each other. Oh my God. You're the couple that is always laughing and making jokes. You're great at bringing each other out of your shells and are content whether you're at a party or curled up on the couch together watching your favourite shows. Which is Jane McDonald cruising. Absolutely. And can I just say... <laughs> that is true. Thank you, BuzzFeed, because it us. It us. Do you not think? Yeah, that is actually us. Oh my God, which one are we though? Ooh. I think we're a bit of both of each and, yeah. that, and therefore it's fine. Yeah, let's let's not yeah. overthink it. Well, that was great. Thanks, Olivia, for bringing that to the forefront and letting us know who we are. Yeah, no Because I've been wondering. And so for, you know, all of you having some feelings or not having any feelings about Valentine's Day at all, all we have to say is do that quiz while you're having your two for 20 quid. Have it with yourself. Have it with your friend. Drink all the wine. And that's really the only attention you need to give it, to be honest. Yeah, do that. Live your life love yourself so olivia what have you been consuming this week what tv what books what whatever tell me what you've been laying those eyes on 
Okay, well, this week, um, I don't know if you saw, but I think it was the 1st of February, Netflix dropped the um, Russian Doll box set. Oh, right, yeah. I've seen the trailer. And I've been so excited for that for forever because, as some people may know, I am obsessed with (laughs) Natasha Lyonne. Oh, my God. You are the most obsessed with her of anyone I know. Yeah, so um, if you don't know, she is the one that plays... Um, she is the one. She is, she, the she's my one. She's the one that plays Nikki in Orange is the New Black and also the cheerleader in But I'm a Cheerleader. Um, so really key character in my life yeah. um, up until now. But anyway, she is the lead character of this and I think that she also um, wrote some of it. Oh, okay. And Amy Poehler also um, was producing it alongside right, her right. and a couple of other absolute huns that I can't remember the names of but um yeah Amy Poehler and Natasha Lyonne um especially were um involved in the making of it and obviously Natasha was the main character and what struck me loads about it so a little bit of context first it's a bit like a 2018 New York um kind of groundhog day type situation where she keeps repeating the same day over and over again she keeps dying right and she can't work out why it's happening and she needs to basically do a bunch of work to work all of that out right yeah so it's like a bit of a soul searching endeavor okay and um yeah working out all of the reasons why she keeps making the same mistakes which means that she's back at square one back at square one back at square one yeah and Obviously loved it because she is the main character and obsessed with her. Also, it has a whole host of queer characters. So that was really, really nice to see. And also what was really, really refreshing about it that, you know, I noticed that you hardly ever see really is uh, a more androgynous woman playing a leading role. Um, Because Natasha Lyonne, um, she basically wears the same outfit the whole the mm. whole time because she's repeating the same right yeah. day. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like it's like this really cool sort of seventies y style sort of suit almost. And um, so she only ever wears that. Right. And um I just thought it was like aesthetically really different to to see that in a way that I loved loads because you know, she just wasn't wearing like 1000 Sex in the City Manolo Blahnik. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Not a singlet was seen. And it, but it was nice because, you know, she didn't have to be gay, she didn't have to be straight, she didn't have to be wearing a dress. She could just exist as this nuanced character that didn't Ooh. have to kind of subscribe to any sort of particular binary. Yeah. And so I thought that that was um, a refreshing depiction, especially for um, a leading female character yeah um i also finished um sex education which yeah. i know you had finished as well yeah absolutely obsessed with that cannot wait and um, for series yeah. two we'll i'll be talking about that every episode for the rest of your lives yeah we posted that on um social media that um it's being recommissioned yeah but so, not at all surprising because it was yeah. just so good um what what about you what have you been watching uh me i have so i, I was gonna watch russian doll but i never got around to it but um i will watch it at some point um uh i started watching um pure me too on channel 4 yeah you did didn't you so um and there's only six episodes i've only got like i think one and a half left and they're only like half an hour so they're dead quick to like you know soak up yeah i'm really enjoying it i think it's a good like depiction of um well i guess just to give some background there's it's about a girl who leaves scotland to move to london because she's trying to like sort figure out her life and she's got um she figures out she this all happens quite early on so it's not really like 
a spoiler she figures out she's got like ocd she's got like she has compulsive thoughts about sex and sexual things happening to her wanting to do sexual things to all the people that are around her whether it be strangers or her friends or whoever um including family members and that's sort of what freaks her out and you know charges her down to london so she can try and find herself or whatever um and i found i i think it's it's a a, a very good uh, representation of like that like having an anxiety disorder like that um and how it affects her life in so many ways um and how as much as it's about like her anxiety and her figuring that out it's also just about her uh finding her herself and in who she is within like a society as a 20 odd year old person yeah post uni i i agree i'm a little bit behind you i think Mm. um maybe i think i'm three episodes in but what really struck me about it which i think is similar to what you're saying is just how nuanced it is because obviously it is about a young woman suffering from ocd but it's it's so much more than that and yeah. there's so much of the con other context that surrounds it so there's there's the ocd factor there's you know being a young woman in your 20s and not quite knowing where you fit yet it's moving to a new city yeah. it's discovering your sexuality yeah. and also how you know you can have um, a condition that in loads of ways can be really really tough and really um debilitating but also there can be this humor that's found in it and um these moments of of joy and connection with these characters that um i thought i thought it was really carefully um constructed yeah, to sort of definitely. show all of that yeah no i agree and i thought uh like within the first episode she sort of like goes to try and have like a lesbian experience because she's unsure about her sexuality so she's like her whole the whole, whole thing about her approach to sex is up in the air and she doesn't really know how to deal with it so she's like right well maybe i'm actually gay so she go, i think doesn't a nurse tell her maybe you're gay so yeah. she decides to go to a gay bar and see what what she can do um and she meets this this girl and then like ends up going back with her but then like panics freaks out and has an anxiety attack and doesn't go through with it or whatever but i thought it was interesting that um sort of uh theme of coming at uh sexuality or testing sort of experimentation from a place of like um desperation of trying to find yourself and trying to know who you are in that she would go to she would go to like any means to sort of figure it out like she's like doing some experimenting or whatever which is you know fine um but what it's it struck me more because i then watched last weekend well <laughs> actually on saturday i was uh, a bit hungover um, we went out on Friday, but I wasn't that hungover, but I was just mainly really tired, you know, when you're just knackered. And I just kept like napping and then waking up and then napping and waking up and eating like a bit of toast and then going back yeah, to sleep. Yeah, I had a really ginormous Deliveroo. Oh, and nice. I watched Marie Kondo and didn't yeah. fold a thing. <laughs> Not a single thing was folded. No. But what I did was I, I sat on the sofa. My little sister had just got back from a trip to Sri Lanka. So she was like really tired and napping as well. And I managed to watch a whole film on BBC Two. I watched Deep Impact, which is not a good film. <laughs> but I managed to watch it all, start to finish, engaged in it, like didn't look at my phone once and was like, how do I do that? When, how can I do that when there are so many films and things that I want to watch that yeah, I cannot watch make myself... Yeah, but that I cannot make myself watch. It's like too much of a thing to like put something on, but sitting and watching something on the telly, dead easy. And also, when was the last time that anybody... Watched, watched Deep Impact. Watched, well, yeah, watched <laughs> Deep Impact, but when was the last time that anybody watched a film on linear the whole way through? Yeah, I know. Live. Yeah, well, I know. I don't know. So I managed to do it. I was very impressed and also depressed about it. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, it was quite enjoyable. It was very, it's a very shit film, so it was quite fun to like watch in that sense. Um, and it's about like the world maybe ending, which I always like. 
But off of that, that evening, I was just uh, penned up in my room because my little sister and her boyfriend were having friends around to go out. So I hid myself in the bedroom and was like, right, because I managed to watch Deep Impact, I'm going to make myself watch one of the films I've always wanted to watch and it's been on my list for like years because I obviously can watch films. So I put on um, Monster, which, do you know Do you know about Monster? I do. From like, I think it's from like early 2000s. Yeah, Charlize um, Theron. Charlize? Charlize? Charlize Theron. Adele Dazeem. <laughs> so it's Charlize Theron playing Eileen Warnos, right? Who, who I know about anyway because she's a serial killer. And I'm very into like true crime and stuff. So she killed seven men in Florida over like a period of about a year. So her story about um, having killed all these men was that she was doing it in self-defense and that the first man that she killed tried to rape her. Um, and then, and he was a convicted rapist, so probably believer. Um, and so she killed him in self-defense. But then that sort of set her on a spiral of just killing uh, seven men. Uh, and she was um, a sex worker. So um, she would pick up people to try and make money and then she would like something would happen and she would end up killing them but it all, it all came from like she had a really really troubled past and everything like that. obviously it doesn't excuse becoming like a killer but there are lots of things that happened to her but what I thought was interesting and re- reminded me of Pure when I was watching both of these things like almost simultaneously I think I watched Pure the day after was that she um so she had this really troubled past and had like a failed marriage and all these things and was like abused in her in her childhood and then she met um sort of like just offhand this young lesbian woman who like fell in love with her and she was like oh I'm not a lesbian etc but she wanted so badly to be loved and to have that kind of attention that she started a relationship with this woman um and it I just thought the parallels between like the the wanting just wanting that human contact and wanting the wanting out of like a place of desperation and not knowing who you are and how you fit yeah and also not not means that you can not create even just, new relationships you wouldn't have thought of not even just human contact but i also think especially when you're young or at a certain crossroads yeah. in your life i think that it can be equally just about finding an anchor yeah wherever wherever you can find it and i think in in pure obviously um she's going through all of these really um troubling dark thoughts and just trying to find a literal almost port in a storm of, exactly. of her mind and that that is that is incredibly similar to what happened with Eileen Warnos and she she needed something to try and pull her to, down to the earth and this uh, I can't remember her name who she fell in love with was 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 that person and she wanted to change for her. she wanted to like make money and stop um like being a sex worker and all these things um but she didn't know any other way to be because her her whole life had set her up to 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 be that way in a sense and then she just lost it completely and went on this um rampage as it were killing all these men within the space of a year and then she got caught eventually but um i just thought it was interesting the other parallels of um longing longing to find who you are and feel like safe or um settled in your identity was very similar so that's what we've been watching this week. Have you been reading anything? Because I know you, obviously your challenge is still on. How's it going? The challenge is very much still on. Um, I just <laughs> finished a book actually um, by the late Nora Ephron. I love her. Who doesn't? Um, so it was a book I've been meaning to read for a while. And it's um, the one I Feel Bad About My Neck. Oh, where yeah. the cover looks like a Le Mer, um yes. tub of, fa- of face cream. So it's kind of like... Um, 
ruminations and musings on life and life lessons and kind of what what she had learned up until that point and I think that she wrote that in her mid 60s okay. so not not long before she died I think she died when she was maybe 71 70 something yeah um so yeah and a lot of it is about life and death and aging and all of that sort of thing but um what what's quite funny about it is it is <laughs> It's, it's, it's really it's really like delightful to read it but number one it's painfully painfully straight <laughs> so you kind of have to take these things with a pinch of straight salt yeah oh i i have done so much pinch of straight salting sometimes like, well yeah it's been our whole yeah. lives up until maybe like five years ago when people decided to care um but so you have to you have to do that. Oh yeah. But also, um, it's in, it's incredibly dated. Okay. But I think that's one of the things that's quite charming and funny and nice about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but one of the things that I wanted to read out, um, she writes things that she wished she had known earlier. So I thought okay. I would share some of those and see where we land on um, <laughs> the Efron scale. Yeah. Some of, some of her <laughs> ideas. Anyway, what I wish I'd known. People have only one way to be. Never marry a man you wouldn't want to be divorced from. Don't buy anything that is 100% wool, even if it seems to be very soft and not particularly itchy when you try it on in the store. You can't be friends with people who call after 11pm. Block everyone on your instant mail. (laughs) Your IMs. Write everything down. Keep a journal. Take more pictures. The empty nest is underrated. You can order more than one dessert. You can't own too many black turtleneck sweaters. Back up your files. Over-insure everything. There's no point in making pie crust from scratch. The reason you're waking up in the middle of the night is the second glass of wine. The minute you decide to get divorced, go see a lawyer and file the papers. Over-tip? Never let them know. If only one-third of your clothes are mistakes, you're ahead of the game. And finally... There are no secrets. Oh, <laughs> I read. I resonate most with the uh, "don't buy pie, <laughs> don't make your own pie." Absolute waste of time. It is such a waste of time. Who makes puff pastry? Nobody. No one. No one's got time for that. Which do you resonate the most with of those? Do you think? Um, I think probably the one that I resonate with most is um, "there are no secrets." Like, uh, yeah. because I, I always say that there is no such thing as a joke, which is <laughs> is not is not strictly true. But what what I mean to say is that nothing is ever truly just a joke. There's always right. there's always something really true and intrinsic to there yeah. if you peel back the layers. And I think that that's sort of true of, of secrets that if, if you're actually looking and listening, you can know most things. Yeah. I also like um, that you always say, we like to say, like, if you see somebody saying, oh, she looks like she's got a secret. Yeah. And that's yeah. That's because we know there are no secrets and we yeah. know we know what that secret is. Also, um one quote that really resonated with me that's not on that list, but um I think I posted it when I um posted my highlight on Instagram. Um she is talking about love and she says that love is homesickness. Oh, I saw your um I saw your post of that and it made my heart wrench. Yeah. That's, that is uh exactly right in my opinion i think it i think it's exactly right and a few people um a few people dm me after that and it's obviously a very moving thing to say because obviously i'm welling up now yeah you you think of the feeling of 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 homesickness and it's that sort of wrenching feeling that you want to be 
pulled back to or yeah, returned you, you to. Need, you need it. And you need to be in that space. Yeah, I think I think that conflating those two words is just a really great way of describing of describing love. So, uh, yeah, read it with a pinch of salt, but love it because she's an amazing writer and um, she had loads of really great things to say. And she also talks a little bit about when Harry met Sally, and you just can't really go wrong with well, any chat about that film. You cannot. You cannot right yeah great great recommendation have you been reading anything uh no you gave me that white houses which we spoke about in the first episode i believe um and i'm making my way through it but i've i've like just not really picked it up and and it's very it's very easy to read and i'm enjoying it but i just need to like sit and read i just haven't really been sat haven't sat and read anything for a while i've been just like a bit busy and then like just go to sleep yeah well what so, about um what about music then musical podcasts music music wise i've been listening to quite a few bits but um girl pool new album came out last week Love last friday Girlpool. and girl great we saw them ages ago now four years ago oh uh, yeah Three or four at, years at ago. dev institute yeah Manchester. and it was great a good time and like we had do you remember we had like japanese food before and they were in there eating like one table over from us oh yeah and we were like Shit. yeah <laughs> um yeah but their new album is out uh called what chaos is imaginary and it's sort of like a quite a new sound for them because um Cleo and the band has transitioned so it was made like mid their transition um so it's like a whole new dynamic their voices that they don't do as many like harmonies anymore they do more separate vocals and stuff and it's created this really new like sound which I really like it's so different isn't it I've had a quick um listen this week and one of the songs is about you yes exactly and that's my favorite one so it's called Lucy's and that came out like a couple months ago because I remember like listening to it on repeat when it came out and I love it it sounds it's like this really low hum it almost sounds like a car breaking down I know that sounds ridiculous to say that about a song but that that's what it sounds like to me it's sort of slow and like really hummy and like buzzy and it really just sounds like it's like uh, droney but in the best way and you're right it's so different because they they would sing at this really really high um yeah. octave and yeah. do all these really high harmonies yeah. that now just just don't exist in the same way so it's in some ways it's like listening to a different band but i think that the way that they construct the songs uh, that's still similar i think it's just the sound that has yeah. that has changed so much um Definitely. for this for this new album so yeah i think that's a great recommendation yeah and there's another song on the album called higher which is really good as well which i recommend so definitely get listening to that if you're in, into finding some new music you might enjoy it i'm not saying it's everyone's well let's say bag of tea it's not everyone's <laughs> bag of tea <laughs> you can start saying it okay it's not everyone's bag of tea okay but you might enjoy it so yeah girl pool get listening what about you what have you been listening to um i've been listening to well basically i mean i'm sure that everyone can relate to this is that they just have like one playlist that they just add and add and add to and there's no real rhyme or reason to it and it just skips from genre to genre to genre yeah. and i have that which i've just always listened what's to what's yours called olivia oh mine's called day because it started out as my day list for parties like as background music yeah. i used to have a night list for parties which was nighttime once it when it gets going when you play young well girl. at least you at least yeah. you separated out the moods a bit no, but now just... i haven't now it is just a mash yeah like it used to be but yeah i know what you mean it's like goes from like really like gut-wrenching song to like carly ray jepson well yeah. that's the same thing sometimes <laughs> it kind of is depe- depending on on how you listen to it but um yeah so i have i have that and then yeah. obvi- and then we have um 
shared playlist, don't we, called Strawberry Lingerie. The best playlist you will ever hear and the only thing you ever want to hear on a six-hour car journey to Great Yarmouth. Yeah, so that's that's mainly for car journeys or parties or just ambient background best time of your life music <laughs> but um i've had a little bit of a listen to um lizzo quite a lot yeah. um this week been really really enjoying um their music and especially that song juice i just love the juice music video is great how good is juice i love juice and juice has that it's so like upbeat and like fun yeah and the, the video is great it does one of the things that i love a song to do which is where it has like a, a bit where she sort of speaks as opposed to like sings mm. so you know she goes like if I'm if I'm shining, everybody gonna be shining too, or something like yeah. that. And it's sort of like she's sort of speaking as opposed to singing at that point. And it reminded me of, do you know I like that by Janelle Monae? Yeah, she like speaks in that bit in at the end of that. As it's well, like a I sort of breakdown bit. Yeah, and I love it. And we're going to see Janelle later this year, aren't we? And it's gonna be the best. Oh my god. So yeah, yeah I liked. It. I really like the vibe of it. I think she's great. She's definitely a, like so rising to stardom that. Um, she's a, definitely a name to watch, Lizzo. And also, I think and that just loads she, of fun. she's um she's doing some advertising work with Cornetto. Um, Cornetto? Yeah, so that's that's exciting for Lizzo. <laughs> Bit of Lizzo trivia there for you. But anyway, listen to Juice. We can put that in the show notes, but make sure that you watch it on YouTube because you have to watch the video the because video's the video is almost the best bit. And um, also speaking of music, I saw that Lena Waithe has been working with Apple Music to create her own... Um, apple playlist and it's in part to celebrate black history month oh right great cool so you should check that out definitely speaking of playlists we are going to create our very own queer longing playlist which will have our tracks of the week on and we'll slowly build and build and build to be probably the best playlist of your lives yeah so it's going to have um every week a couple of new tracks that we mentioned and we're going to do it on spotify aren't we that's right so it'll be on spotify um there will be a link to it in the show notes of this episode and we'll put it on our all the gra- all the social medias etc and everything but it means you can listen to the songs that we talk about and get involved and maybe tell us what you think about them or if you want to suggest any songs please do that are giving you queer life and we'll add them to the playlist and then we can all enjoy them together nice so on to news what has been blocking up your news feed this week so i saw on twitter um off the back of the jussie smollett attack Ellen Page was on, was it Stephen Colbert? Yeah, yeah. Um, the late show with Stephen Colbert, who yeah. incidentally is one of my fantasy dads. Oh, really? Yeah. Along with? Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, I did have, oh, I used to have Will Smith on there, but I think that was when I was a bit younger. Oh, so Will Smith, you knew he was a Scientologist. Well, Will Smith's not on there anymore. No. But um, the guy, God, what's his name from Groundhog Day? Bill Murray. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot the name of my own dad, but... Um, <laughs> Bill Murray is on there as one of my fantasy dads, yeah. So so Bill Murray, Steve Martin, Stephen Colbert, they're the current three. Right, great. I might have a few others that I, I, I don't have any fantasy dads. Oh. I think it, I think it's just a very specific thing that I interest. Have. Yeah, maybe it is. I'm I'm like very I'm, I I really like my my dad is quite a fantasy dad, so I'm I'm down with down with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- Peggy's could, his own. Could not want for more. No, Peggy is his own fantasy. Yeah. Um well, anyway, as, as you were saying. <laughs> yes, so Ellen Page was on Stephen Colbert um, and she uh, just made this um, amazing speech about the... Uh, it, off, off the back of the, the attack on Jossie Smollett yeah. and she sort of stood up for what was going on. She had to say... I will just read a bit of it because I, I can't say it better than her. She said it perfectly. So she said the following... 
connect the dots. This is what happens. If you're in a position of power and you hate people and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble, you spend your career trying to cause suffering, what do you think is going to happen? Kids are going to be abused and they will kill themselves and people will be beaten on the street. So she was placing the link, like we did in the, the episode last week, between the incidents and the way that we are as a society and the way that if people who are in power want essentially want these things to happen or don't care about these things happening to people um then this is what's going to happen in in with the rest of the public because there's not going to be the right influences to stop it happening um and she just it was so powerful it made me well up it it was she said it was such conviction and um big fan of hers anyway because i think she's a great spokesperson and off the back of that as well i saw that uh jesse smollett did his like first um he did his first performance like since the attack and he was he was like always billed to do his performance anyway and he was like there's no way i'm not showing up and he showed up and um he just sort of like set some things straight about like the the things that he was worried that were not being talked about correctly like um the misrepresentations with his attack etc and then he just said like at one point uh, i saw someone tweet that he had said um during his performance be as black be as brown be as gay as the fuck as you want to be and mm-hmm. i just think that that is that is what it is that is exactly the whole point of everything that's happened so uh i think he's he's gonna go on to be like a great spokesperson for gay rights etc and for and for for people of color's rights and everything and i think that if anything can come from a vicious attack like that it's getting the right messages out so yeah what about you what's been in your news feed um, well, before we go on to that, I was thinking a lot about what you were saying um, there about influences and um, how communities can be built and torn down through, um, you know, through all of these trials and tribulations that that can happen. And it got me thinking about um, a podcast that I listened to a couple of days ago. Obviously, everybody knows This American Life, so it's not much of um, a recommendation because yeah, everybody listens to it. probably know if you're listening to a podcast. Yeah, I mean, if you found us, you found This American Life. Um, <laughs> it looks everywhere. But it was, it was a really, really good one this week. So okay. it was called War Stories. And there was a bunch of different stories, but the one that really um, stuck with me was, was the first one. And I, I don't want to spoil it because I think that yeah, everyone, I definitely want to listen. everyone should listen to it. But it tells this story about another podcast. Oh, okay. So it's about um, the story of these two guys who start this podcast called Dopey. And it's about these um, two guys who previously been um, drug addicts and they are now sober. And so it sort of starts off that way. And it's all about their kind of, in inverted commas, war stories of when they were using drugs. But it's like a comedy podcast. So they said it's not, it's not about, um, it's not about getting sober. It's not an advice podcast. It's not like a health podcast. It's just us talking about all of the crazy things we used to do when we were high and laughing about it. Okay. So that was kind of what it was about. But then as time moves on certain things happen in both of their lives and things turn take really dramatic turns and you see how that initial premise ends up being completely changed um, okay. by by the end due to the events that transpire um, over the course of, of, of that podcast so i won't say any more than that yeah. other than just please listen um to that podcast and then 
follow um, Dopey. I've just started following them. I haven't listened to any episodes yet, but I really, after listening to um, the This American Life story, want to go back to the beginning um, from when they first started making and it. hear it all firsthand. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, okay. That would be um, a massive recommendation. Yeah, sounds good. Um, for me uh, this week. So also, um, news-wise, a couple of fun things I mm-hmm. noticed. Um, Hannah Gadsby has announced um, her new tour, a new comedy tour, which is going to be called Douglas. And um, that's going to be on, I think, later in the year. She hasn't actually released dates for the UK yet, but I've subscribed to the mailing list. So if you go onto her website, there'll be um, ways that you can do that to get the latest news of when it'll be coming to... Right the UK if you don't know Hannah Gadsby is the comedian who um did the Netflix show Nanette that um came out a couple of months ago and it's sort of a comedy show like no other it's really really serious really heart-wrenching it made me cry and I'll be really really interested to see where she goes from right, from that yeah, point on yeah um I have to admit that I've been a bad lesbian and have not watched Nanette actually and I think maybe this is even worse I think I've watched half of Nanette oh, really? and, didn't, and didn't continue to watch it, which speaks more than having not watched it at all. I think it and does. I, yeah. But caveat, the biggest caveat was not in a very good place when I tried to watch that in, in my personal life. And therefore just, I think it was all a bit too much. So I just shut it off and don't know, watched Adventure Time or something. Yeah. I think, I think that you have to have a reasonable level of emotional resilience to to watch the whole thing yeah, i was not feeling resilient at no that point. it's not it's not it's not an easy watch that said but know, i will watch it definitely yeah that's and, and i am intrigued just to see what, what she what she does um and i have a friend uh, who is always badgering me to watch nanette he's always like have you watched it yet because uh, i think you should watch it and then talk about it have you watched it yet? have you watched it yet? so when i watch it we can talk about it okay well maybe i'll re-watch it because it's just so good and yeah i can't can't wait for douglas cool. also um news of other things coming out this week um rupaul's drag race uk so mm. we've known for a while i mean i work at bbc anyway but um we're known for a while that it's coming to bbc3 soon the right. uk version yeah. but michelle visage has just been confirmed today as um being on the judging panel mm-hmm. um for the uk version so we're gonna have rue we're gonna have michelle and i've heard rumblings of other um celebrity guests but who were who were like hot picks that people think are going to be the other like guests or uh, sorry the other like judges who do you think who would you like it to be other judges who would would fit well do you think the uk drag drag race version Ooh, i think eddie izzard would be really good (gasps) yes love eddie izzard eddie izzard would be fab um so i i don't know whether Eddie Izzard is a person on it or not. I genuinely don't. Person of interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's just my... Great if that comes through and you 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 got it. I manifested it into being. Yeah. Um, yeah Putting I would, it out to the universe, like we said. I would love, I'd love for, um, yeah, for Eddie Izzard to be cool. involved in anything that I watch, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, so she's been confirmed. So that is um, really exciting. Other things in the news um, this week, also um, a BBC related one, but CBBS are to have um, Will Young reading the children's bedtime story on um, CBBS in the next little while, and it's going to be about gay adoption. Oh, nice! Yeah, that'll and be cute. So he said that inclusivity must start at um, the youngest age possible, and I think it's about two gay dads adopting um, adopting a child. Nice. Obviously, um, some people have been hashtag up in arms about oh. this and there's been um as we've said before i'll say it again they love to be up and arms. yeah there's there's been a been a few complaints but um anyway 
I think it's going to be a power for good, definitely. Yeah, and I think as well that Will Young will be a brilliant orator and obviously has a background in um, music and in theatre, so I think he'll be a great CBB's bedtime story yeah, reader. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lovely voice, Will Young. Yeah, he's so nice well done, Will. Voice. We're looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> also, Disney, um, I heard this week, are to host their first official LGBTQ Pride event um, oh, called really? Magical Pride. Yes, and it's the first time that they've ever done anything parade-wise for the LGBTQ um, community. It's going to be in Disneyland Paris. Oh, in Paris? Yes. Interesting. And it's going to be um, on June 1st as a sort of kickoff to um, the Pride Month. Oh, that's, that's cute, that's cute. So a nice endorsement um, from, from Disney, and that's for Magical Pride. I think there are quite a lot of um, people who both who love disney and are queers so that, well, that will appeal to them i know that they do that they do do things for the lgbtq community and for magical pride um i knew someone who went to a pride weekend at right. um disneyland paris last year so i've sort of knew about it a little bit then but they've never done a full-on um parade so i think that that's really making a statement and i mean they've been doing um same-sex weddings for a long time as well so since right. 2007 yeah. they've been doing same-sex weddings in the um cinderella castle uh, okay yeah. yeah so um i mean I, and i've seen a lot of lesbians on tumblr get engaged at, at disney so yeah it's it's a thing it's but a thing it's a nice it's a nice thing to look yeah. forward to for june the first so check that Are we out going? if i mean i think so <laughs> have you have you been to disney I haven't been to Disneyland Paris. Well, my dad, my dad used to live in Paris, so when when we used to go there, sometimes my brother would go. Right, yeah. With with them, but I never really went. I've been to um, Disney World in right. Florida once. Have you been? No, I've not been to any Disney things. I'm not that bothered, but like I would go if the opportunity came up. But I wouldn't like be like, hey, let's go to Disney. No, I think I think the the best bit I found with Disney is the water parks. Yeah, and I, I love a water park. Yeah, so. all the cool slides so from the place where dreams are made to the woman who makes all of our dreams come true it's time for celine watch (laughs) celine 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 so i actually have no idea what celine watch is going to be this week it's a complete surprise and you're gonna deliver the news aren't you yes surprise celine it's it's a bit of a sad Celine watch, actually. Oh, no, really? Yeah, right. Someone's come for her on Twitter. Who would do that? Some knob, right? So, basically, I was made aware of this by a concerned listener um, who said, mate, have you seen what's been going on Twitter, Celine? I was like, actually, no, I haven't. Which I have now since, but he sent it to me. Basically, somebody tweeted four pictures, two of Celine looking fabulous, and two of Mariah Carey. And then said, Celine Dion is only two years older than Mariah Carey and, a, and three death masks. Oh, three so the, skulls. The implication, the implication being that she looks way she older. She looks really shit and old compared to the fact that she's only two years older than Mariah Carey, who's like, looks like a stunning honey, right? And everyone has responded to this in the best way, which means obviously the majority of people love Celine, which they yeah. should. Um, people have been replying saying, Obviously, Celine has gone through a lot of hardship recently. She lost both her husband and her brother within the space of, I think, one or two years. And she's battling with anorexia all the time. So she is looking fabulous considering what has happened to her. And it doesn't also, more importantly, doesn't matter what she looks like. And even more importantly, we don't need to pit women against each other. And both of these women are fabulous in their own ways and are great women. And we don't need to be spending our time on social media 
being like, oh, who's the best one? Just because they're like one or two years older than each other. So that is what Selena's been putting up with this week. But Aww. a lot of people have come. The Selena army is out in force. Oh, well, I'm, so, I'm, I'm yeah. glad. And, you know, we we absolutely love Celine and I couldn't agree more. I think that, um, you know, we don't need that negative anti-Celine or really ageist rhetoric um, that just seems to arbitrarily pick that out as something to be, I don't know, something to be... Like an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, an interesting subject. A talking point. When actually it just couldn't be more boring. No, I know. It's so boring and it's not necessary and we don't need it and I've got no time for it. So leave Celine alone. And let her get on with being amazing. Okay, well, I'm glad that I'm glad that everybody has rallied around, and hopefully, um, non stories like that will not um, be surfacing again in the future. Yes, good. So, going through to the next week, what is your goal? What do you want to achieve next time we see each other? Well, I'm going down to London with you um, this weekend, but then I'm staying on a little bit longer into next week because I'm actually doing um, some work shadowing um, with the continuity um, team. So they're the people who speak on the telly and I'm going to be working with them, finding all of the sort of ins and outs because I do work with them, but I don't work in their bit. Right. Okay. Yeah. So finding out about... um, the work that they do and getting a bit of a closer handle on that. I think it'll just be nice. really fun experience and really looking forward to that. And also if they have any tips for our podcast delivery, I'll be uh, yeah. making sure to... Are um, become like a sexy voiceover artist? Oh, that would be the absolute... So great. Dream. I've always wanted to be a voiceover artist. Maybe. Okay. I've just made a new goal. Not not for next week, but just for my life. Okay. Okay. And I think that this makes a really nice cyclical narrative to the mm, podcast. Good. So, my goal is this. Mm-hmm. Become mm. the new mm. voiceover artist who does the M&S two can down for £20 <laughs> adverts. Do you not think? Yes, I think you would do that such justice. And I think that's a great goal to have. Is that what you would want to be the voiceover for? Yeah, that's a good one to be the voiceover I, for. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that is the... The, the, the pinnacle, one. to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, it could be me in by ne- this time next Valentine's Day. It could be me telling you to go out and get your sparkling rose and scallop in a shell. Shit. Who knows whether we're. to your seats, it's coming. Who knows whether we might blow me? So while I'm working on my um, voiceover career. Yeah, well, I hope you don't leave me to be a voiceover artist. No, I mean, queer longing will always exist. Good. Um, what, what's your goal for the following week? My goal is i mean it's quite a simple one but i just want to finish a book because i've fallen a bit out of the reading done a bit too much like staying up late just watching some telly instead or whatever and not not picking up the books so um i just want to finish a book by the next time we record um which is very doable i just need to do it i think you can do it i I can definitely do it and and you and whenever i set myself i'm gonna finish this book by this time i always do so it should be good i should finish it and hopefully i will be on to reading some new books because um I've actually just started uh, becoming a book pen pal with one of my old housemates. Um, oh, what does that involve? So he contacted me actually off of listening to the podcast and was liked our book recommendations and stuff like that and decided that he wanted to, us to send books to and from each other so that we can read them and then talk about them, which I thought was cute. Gorgeous. So I've signed up for that. Signed up, signed up, <laughs> signed <laughs> I've put my email into. Yeah. Have you paid a sub- <laughs> Have you paid a subscription? Yeah, I've paid a subscription to my mate. Um, and uh, he has sent me a book. I've not sent him one yet because I'm terrible. But um, 
he sent me a book, uh, The Music of Chance by Paul Oster, which I've always wanted to read and I know is one of his favourites that he's always tried to get me to read. Um, so I need to finish the one that you lent me, White Houses, so that I can get onto that, get reading, talk about it and get back onto And I think to be honest, reading. that would be the right way around to do it because Paul Oster is notoriously like dense. Yeah. Um, so maybe you need a bit of a gateway into that yeah, yeah um, definitely if, if, if you haven't been reading for a while and want to get back into absolutely. it absolutely well i think that sounds like a great goal and one that is yeah. achievable which is what we like mm-hmm. um so i think like you said that probably wraps everything up um for the next week as you know you can um find us in loads of different ways we have a highlight now on our instagram which is at queer longing and it just says listen and if you click into that it tells you all the myriad ways that you can find our podcasts and it's basically just wherever you get your podcasts and um yeah you follow us on um twitter as well at queer longing you can drop us an email at queerlonging at gmail.com and I think they're all the best and main ways. And hopefully, yeah. if you're in London this weekend, you'll get a sticker. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, these stickers are hot property. You're going to love them. We'll, so we'll put some pics up of the stickers on lampposts, on post boxes. Ooh, oh, no, I feel weird putting one on a post box. Yeah, you can't, we can't put anything, can't. we can't put our stickers on anything that belongs to the Queen. Okay, so no swans. Okay, so everywhere else fine yes. swans and post boxes out everything else absolutely available everything else covered in queer logging stickers so watch out for that in your neighborhood so all that's left to say is that we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time bye, bye. I've been in relationships with people that... Have you? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.